Can veterans cure our primary care crisis? You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Dr. Ken Harbert. Ken is the Dean for the School of Physician Assistant Studies at South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. And today we are discussing the use of medics to cure the primary care crisis. Hi, Ken. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. It's great to talk to you again. Ken, the original physician assistants were medics. Can you give us some history on how they were integrated into primary care medicine and what we learned from that experience that could be applied to our current primary care shortage? Sure, I'd be happy to. If you look back in the history of the physician assistant movement, and I'd also like to mention even nurse practitioner movement, the first PAs at Duke University on the East Coast were ex-Navy corpsmen. And the reason they chose Navy corpsmen was because one of the physicians at Duke who worked with Dr. Gene Stead understood that they had a wealth of experience prior to being transitioned to civilian life from the military. On the West Coast, Dr. Richard Smith set up a MedEx program predominantly for military medics and corpsmen. Again, corpsmen are the Navy medics, if you will, that served the Marine Corps and that are in the Navy, that were released from the Vietnam War periods to serve rural communities in the, in the northwest part of the United States. At the same time, there was also a program called Primex for nurses from the military to then do the similar kind of roles in urban areas in cities like New York, metropolitan New York region, and other cities in the Northeast. And tell me how veterans can make a difference. Well, one of the things that I probably should have also mentioned is that what those veterans brought to the civilian community was life-saving skills that they had learned in the military, particularly in Vietnam, serving with Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force units. But more importantly, the most modern and up-to-date techniques, not only in trauma and acute medical care, but also you've got to remember that they dealt with a lot of refugees. So they had dealt with women's health care issues, pediatric health care issues, et cetera. Now, if you move forward to today and you look at about 8,000 men and women who are medics and corpsmen who are released from the military, both active duty, reserve, and National Guard, with this similar kind of experience, only tenfold, because today our medics and corpsmen who are overseas, and many of those medics and corpsmen are women, by the way, have received advanced life-saving skills, unlike what an emergency room physician would see when triaging a patient in a metropolitan hospital today. So their skill level is extremely high. What they're short on, obviously, is degrees, bachelor's degrees, associate science degrees, etc. But they have the experience, they've put it to use, not only in trauma, but also dealing with refugees, again, or dealing with men and women who are in the areas of combat that they're involved in. So how do we integrate them into our current health care system? Well, I think there are already some programs that are in place. For example, in California, military corpsmen and medics can take a test to test as an LVN, basically as a beginning nurse. Some universities across the country have started programs for ex-military corpsmen and medics to then take that LVN license to become RNs. 
St. Francis University in Pennsylvania is looking at a program taking independent duty Navy corpsmen who have advanced training and offering them the opportunity to get a Bachelor of Science degree in an online on-ground program. So I think what we need to bridge the gap is for the academic community, both physician-wise and medical schools, but also for physician assistant programs, and also for nurse practitioner programs, to look at more than just a Bachelor of Science degree to offer a bridge to these individuals, perhaps even setting up a program that was similar to what we had after Vietnam called Project Transition, which allowed military personnel to take three or four months in specialized training to become lab technicians, medical assistants, etc., in the civilian world. We could do that today by offering a Bridging the Gap program for medical school, for PA school, and for nurse practitioner school by working with academic centers to say, listen, you have this much experience, perhaps they could test out of traditional courses and get additional coursework while they're in the military to allow them to enter PA school, nurse practitioner school, or perhaps even medical school. Are there any current programs, like bridge programs for PAs or corpsmen's in place now? Well, traditionally, that's a very good question. Traditionally, as you know, we have moved more and more in the PA profession to graduate school programs. And the majority of programs in the United States and at academic level are at the master's level. As a matter of fact, ironically, as you know, the Army has started the first doctoral level program for physician assistants. As I mentioned, St. Francis University has a federal grant to look at training independent duty corpsmen to become beginning-level individuals who might be able to enter a PA program with a Bachelor of Science degree. But I don't, I'm not aware of any other programs across the country except perhaps the University of Washington, that MedEx program that I had mentioned, which really traditionally has taken a large amount of military personnel. Again, because they weren't a master's-level program, they were a certificate program. Now that they're moving to a master's program, it's going to be harder for them to attract that same pool of military personnel they attracted before. So I think while some programs, two programs in the United States, have stepped up to look at this issue, nobody else that I'm aware of has, and certainly medical schools haven't looked at that. And why do you think there aren't any bridge programs? I think it's twofold. Number one is the current GI Bill, which will be one of the best GI Bills since World War II, It has been limited to two things. Number one, it's been limited to state-run universities. And number two, it has been limited to a baccalaureate degree and not a graduate degree. I think for those individuals in the military, it would be very advantageous if they were able to obtain a bachelor's degree while they're in the service and then transition to PA programs. Unfortunately, with our degree creep as it is today, to get in a nurse practitioner program or a PA program, you basically need a a bachelor's program. And the problem rises with our young men and women, particularly those who are medics and corpsmen, the deployment tempo and the war tempo keeps them deployed so they're not able to really complete the coursework necessary for a bachelor's degree. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Dr. Ken Harbert, Dean for the School of Physician Assistant Studies at South College in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
and we are discussing the use of medics to cure the primary care crisis. So, Ken, let's talk a little more about the doctorate degree. Now, the PA profession is slowly moving in that direction, and some of the original PA programs were certificate programs and two-year programs, and they're being phased out. By moving to a doctorate degree, are we alienating all of these folks who could be a great asset for our profession and our profession's growth? Well, I think you, you've you asked a very interesting question, and I am sure that, you know, with every other profession in the world, if you look at law school, if you look at pharmacy school, if you look at physical therapists, and if you look at nursing, a physician assistant profession will, as you mentioned, offer more and more doctoral level programs or entry-level programs at the doctoral level. And while I don't think that's a mistake as as an academic, I think it's short-sighted because if indeed we really want to solve the primary care crisis, why not say, listen, in two years to three years, we'd be able to train 8,000 to 10,000 ex-military corpsmen and medics to help solve some of these issues. And we could establish a grant or a federal grant or federal funding source that would state specifically that they had to do two to five years in primary care. And that would allow us to have a core or a really strong experience cohort of individuals in primary care across our country within a matter of two to three years. If you look at the doctoral level program, a person has to first achieve a baccalaureate degree, then a master's degree, and then enter a program that way. So it's going to attract academically prepared people, but not people experienced like these young men and women that are coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq and who will be released from active duty probably during the next two to three years as the war tempo decreases. How do we find enough preceptors to train these medics if this can happen? Well, I think that's you've hit the nail on the head as far as the clinical learning phase I think for not only the PA world, but also for physicians and also for nurses. I think, you know, us as clinicians are extremely busy, and our institutions, our healthcare institutions, focus more on volume than they focus on education. Education is becoming less and less of a priority for institutions as we really focus on the economy and focus on volume, focus on technology and focus on access and outcomes as far as performance incentives for providers. And I think the issue is that we as PAs, number one, need to stand up and do what physicians have done forever, and that is see one, do one, teach one. We need to stand up and say, I want to take the responsibility of being a preceptor for a PA student. Someone did that for me, I want to do it for someone else. And I think it's a matter of culture. I think today the American Academy of Physician Assistants and the Physician Assistant Educational Association needs to address that and take it forward. In the recent past, I think in the last year, both presidents of the Physician Assistant Educational Association have addressed that issue. One of your guests, Anita Glick, and I know uh, certainly did at the House of Delegates. And I think we need to continue to do that and ask the people in the field to take the responsibility of training someone like they were trained, with the same quality, the same compassion, and the same understanding as they got when they were a student. 
What type of jobs do the medics take now when they leave active duty? Most of them go into, and again, I don't have specific numbers, but I would say most of them go into paramedic jobs, EMT jobs, or other what traditionally have been defined as allied health positions. Again, because they don't have the advanced educational degrees to get into graduate programs to be physician assistants or nurse practitioners. I think many of them wish to do that, and I've spoken to a number of students. Currently in my program, I have five members of the Army, Navy, and Air Force, ironically, who are all women, certainly different than back in the early 1960s or mid-70s from the Vietnam era. And these women are all combat veterans and are all interested in becoming physician assistants. They basically were fortunate enough to have the ability to obtain a bachelor's degree when they left the military, and it took them two to three years to get into a PA program. So I think most of those folks end up going into LVN positions, emergency medical technician programs, paramedic programs, or on-the-job training as an allied health member. So for people who want to get involved, where can they get more information? Well, I think right now, as I understand it, St. Francis University in Loretto, Pennsylvania, has a beginning program that is for a select number of independent duty Navy corpsmen. It's the only program I know that offers a bridging the gap program to a bachelor's degree. I believe there are a number of schools in California that offer medics and corpsmen the ability to become LVNs, licensed vocational nurses, LPNs, excuse me. But I don't know of any other programs that exist out there for a bridging the gap program like we're talking about. So I think right now the onus would be on the medical schools, on the PA schools, and I think the issue ought to be raised to the AAPA, American Academy of Physician Assistants, and the Physician Assistant Educational Association, is what are we going to do for that future group of veterans who are returning from the war? Are we going to do a back-to-the-future kind of program that started our profession, or are we going to come up with something new and even better, like some of the things that you suggested, that can really provide a solid, sustainable solution to our problem currently with primary care? Thank you, Dr. Ken Harbert, for coming on the show. Thank you, Lisa. It was a wonderful talking to you again. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.